It's time for JT the Brick. What's up, JT? Gotta get this win. Get this win. Get one win. If anybody in this organization ever talks about losing in that building, they're gone. If I ever go to a game and my team doesn't care and they mail it in, I'm returning my season tickets. I don't care if you lose the game. You're going to lose, but act like you care. JT the Brick. We're trying to help the Raider fans get through these issues that they can't get through. And they just blame me, some of them, because they think, like, I hired the guys. JT's the guy who moved us from Oakland. JT's the guy who brought in Jimmy G. No, I'm not. I'm just a guy on the microphone from noon to two every day. And now, be ready. Here's JT the Brick. Out of the gate, JT with you on a great day. Are we ready to roll, Raider Nation? Are we ready to roll? There was a lot of news yesterday. The media availability at OTAs and the excitement going down here in the Raider Nation. Not all of it good news. Uh, yesterday, Jimmy Garoppolo, we find out that his procedure was done. He's going to be out for a while, hopefully ready for training camp. Devontae Adams spoke yesterday along with Mad Max Crosby, and they had great things to say. Devontae had amazing things to say, and that is reverberating through the Raider Nation and to a lot of other teams around the NFL who think they know what's happening with the silver and black and they don't have a clue. Welcome into the show. Happy Memorial Day weekend. I did a podcast with my podcast partner, Tom Looney, this morning. He corrected me. It's not happy Memorial Day weekend. Memorial Day is about paying tribute to those who have lost their lives. So observe Memorial Day weekend if you're with your friends and family to observe and hopefully your weekend is outstanding. We'll be back on Tuesday. Uh, The radio station is down on Monday for the holiday and we will come back on Tuesday and have a lot more to tell you about, especially with the Golden Knights. And I'm going to split the Golden Knights and the Raiders as we open up the show and the Celtics who are alive. And I told you they were alive. I think they might win the series now and that's going out on a limb because that's where the fruit is. But it should be a pretty good weekend out here. If you're an Aviators fan, if you love the Aces, the ring ceremony, if you just love a good time, everybody wants to come to Vegas. Or a lot of people are getting out of Vegas and trying to head to the beach for Memorial Day. I grew up in Long Island, New York, a town called Massapequa. I actually lived in North Massapequa. And uh, famous residents from my hometown are Jerry Seinfeld the most famous, the Baldwin brothers, Alec Baldwin, who's now disgraceful, his brothers, uh, Ron Kovic, Tom, uh, Tom Cruise played him and born on the 4th of July, the Vietnam veteran, Joey Buttafuoco. Remember Joey Buttafuoco? He was from Massapequa, Jessica Hahn. Uh, so Massapequa is where I'm from, and Memorial Day always for me was the beginning of the summer because I grew up in New York, and no one told me as a little boy that it would rain most of my life. No one told. It's a big secret when you grow, grow up back east. They don't tell you that all the crap weather that comes from the south ends up going up north right over Long Island. And they don't tell you that all the crappy weather in the Midwest, you know, the Chicago, you know, the Midwest stuff all blows right to New York, too. But it didn't in the summer. And the summer was Memorial Day to Labor Day. That's all we had. Now I live in Vegas, and it's the summer every day. Every day I wake up, and it feels like it's summer. And I'm dead serious. That's what I love about living out west and why I moved away. I miss my parents terribly. I talk about them often on this show. I miss my sisters terribly, but I chased the weather out west. That was my role in life, to go where the weather was going to be better. And, you know, from going to college in upstate New York and growing up in Long Island, I never liked the weather back east, so I always wanted to move out west. Now I live in Vegas, and the weather is glorious. It gets a little bit hot. It gets a little bit hot this time of year. We're both aware of that. 
but I, I like the heat. Today I got a fresh haircut. I was in the pool already before the show. Walked the dog, did it all. So I am fired up. And when I come on the radio every day, I say simply, what can I deliver to the audience? It's Raider Nation radio, but it's sports talk radio. What can I deliver in two hours as the longest tenured show in the history of Raiders radio? No debate. That could entertain and get the fans going. And a lot of the fans need some entertainment and you need to get going. Because a lot of you fans have been asleep so far at the beginning of this summer. I can't buy a phone call from a Raider fan that's excited about what's going on now. I need to revolutionize and get the Raider Nation to understand we're a 12-month business. We're 365. Yeah, the team, myself, we take a vacation here and there. But every day I go balls out. I go balls to the wall every day. I'm sitting down with Marcus Allen and Woodson and Jim Plunkett and Bolitnikoff. I'm calling Phil Villapiano every other day. I'm trying to get this fan base to realize that you're beatered and battered and you're getting kicked around. And you're getting kicked around and I'm one of your last lines of defense, along with our morning show and cue and what we try to do here. So what I'm trying to do here today before I go into this long weekend is motivate your ass about something positive with the Raiders. And it might not be positive. Yesterday was a hard day to realize that Jimmy G is not going to be available for, for a while. How long? Nobody knows. We don't know. We don't know if Jimmy G... It's going to come back in a week, 10 days, two weeks, three weeks. We're led to believe, and I trust it, that he'll be available for training camp. If he is, perfect. Perfect. He comes in. He knows the playbook. He knows the playbook better than any quarterback other than Tom Brady, who has played for Josh McDaniels, period. So he should be good to go if the foot's good. And then Tyree Wilson, the young player with the foot injury, coming along nicely, he'll be good to go. Mad Max is good to go. Devontae's great. He said he loves everything yesterday. On the record, he went there to clean this up so there would be no gossip because the rest of the league, the rest of the league and all the other hatred for the Raider Nation loves Raider gossip. You know, they have a channel, TMZ. They have uh, Inside Edition. They have all these gossip shows in sports. You ever watch this crap in the morning, some of these debate shows? All they do is gossip. Grown-ass men gossiping about sports. That's the era of sports radio we're in right now. I call it the TMZification of sports. We used to talk about box scores. Who was signed? Who's gone? Who's going to sign in free agency? Now we just talk about gossip. It's like the view. They're all sitting around gossiping every day. And no fan base gets more heat from other fans than the Raider fans because other fans love to gossip about the Raiders. They do it in Denver, Kansas City. There's not a lot of Charger fans. Everybody around the country yesterday was looking for low-hanging Raider fruit. They wanted to come in and bust the Raiders' ass up and down the AM dial with a couple of FMs mixed in and satellite radio. They wanted to come in and kick the Raiders' ass yesterday. They were looking for Devontae to say, I don't get along with upstairs. Me and Dave Ziegler aren't on the same page. The coach doesn't have the same philosophy. I miss Derek Carr. None of it happened. They wanted everybody to say, oh, my God, they got duped by the 49ers. They signed a guy who was injured. No, it wasn't the case. The Raiders knew exactly what they were getting and understood what the timeline was. But these gossip shows and debate shows, they don't know any better. All they want to do is say, ooh, there's some Raider news that could be negative, and then they all unite and come together. That's why my catchphrase, Raider Nation Unite, is a way to get Raider fans to unite against the haters, and the people that, they, this team is damn good. I don't know what the record's going to be. 
It's a damn good football team on offense. If everybody clears training camp and Devontae's far left and Dorsett's far right and Jacoby Myers and Hunter Renfro are in the route with our Michael Mayer tight end who's baby Gronk and Josh Jacobs leading the league and Jimmy G with four playoff wins breaks the huddle behind Colt Miller and this upgraded offensive line. I'll take this offense to go up and down the field against Patrick Mahomes and any other team in football. Uh, the Giants, the Jets, the Vikings, the Raiders offense on paper, they're better than all these teams. Now they have to secure the football, not turn it over, eat up the clock, and score and be just more dominant in the red zone. The defense is clearly better than it was last year. Epson Spillane come in as a starter and Tyree Wilson as a starter, and there's four or five really good players in in the interior who are going to fight four or five guys for about three jobs it's going to be a war in training camp to see who survives in the trenches at defensive tackle because i'll just line the hell up chandler jones i'll line up tyree wilson and mad max and then you could do any type of nascar package that you want any type of rotation i still need a linebacker Sound the sports siren. We need another linebacker, a Denzel Perryman type of player, maybe a veteran coming in, maybe a year or two left in the tank. It's worked here before. It's worked here before historically. And I got to give him credit, Dave Ziegler. I like what they did in the secondary. They brought in Epps as a starter. Trayvon Merrick's got pressure on him to perform. They got hopefully a star cornerback for good value there, and a bunch of other guys who are emerging who they either didn't cut, didn't trade because they think they got something there. We got the best punter in the league, arguably the best kicker in the league. That's very important too. So with all that in general, I don't know what everybody's complaining about. I don't see a bad team. I don't see a 2-3-4 win team. I see kind of a better team than last year that should have won about eight or nine games until the implosions came back in half. And they tried to rectify that. They brought in a quarterback who they think is going to manage the game and manage the lead and manage the playbook better than the former quarterback. Risk-reward. Don't know if it's going to work. Got to get Jimmy G out on the field. So, as I open up the show today, you Raider fans yesterday, I don't know how you deal with it. I deal with most of you, but yesterday was a day where your phones were blowing up. You're getting text messages. Niner fans trolling you about Jimmy G. People wondering if Devontae's happy here. All of that was yesterday. Let's pick it up today and talk about the good and what you like about this. If you're concerned about Jimmy Garoppolo's time frame, I'm fa- that's a fair topic. That's the flagship of the station. That We're open for business to talk about Jimmy G. I just got nothing to add. Everybody tells me everything's good. He's, he's on the time frame to come back and be really good. He's fine with the playbook. He's fine with everything. The problem, as I said yesterday, if you missed the show, you don't get a lot out of Jimmy G with the media. And in this day and age that we live in, the quarterbacks give you everything. Aaron Rodgers is every day talking. Someone's talking about him. Josh Allen speaking every day up in Buffalo, right? Lamar Jackson just got his deal. Mahomes, every day there's a tweet or something. You're not going to get that from Jimmy G. Jimmy G doesn't care about that. Great teammate, great leader, shows up on time. And he's not going to give you a lot of social media. He's not going to do a lot of interviews. He's just not going to do it. I find that refreshing. I'm I'm cool. I don't have to talk to the guy every week. But he he joined us first, and he sounded great and ready to go. In regards to Devontae Adams, Devontae's a little bit different. Devontae is a superstar. He's one of the faces of not only the Raiders, but the entire NFL. He needs to be happy. He needs the football. 
He doesn't need any drama around him. Okay, that's what we got about out of Devontae yesterday. My big takeaway yesterday from Devontae is he sat down with his agent. He sat down with his wife. I don't know this to be true. This is just my impression. He went up to that microphone and said, you know, I'm not going to be a distraction. The ringer took some things out of content. I said a few things. I stepped back from and I'm going to do a real press conference as an NFL superstar at the team facility. And I'm going to tell everybody that I'm all in. And that's what he did. Very important moment in the history of Devontae Adams in a franchise that had Cliff Branch, Fred Bolitnikoff, Tim Brown, Jerry Rice, James Lofton. The list goes on and on. Class act wide receivers who were all Raiders, all Raiders commitment to excellence. I believe Devontae Adams yesterday had his commitment to excellence moment with the Raiders. He's still new here. The culture of Vegas is new to all of us when it comes to football. I thought Devontae Adams did what he was supposed to do yesterday. Get in there. You're the leader of the team. Tell everybody how you feel. If you want to say what you want to say, you can go ahead and say it. And Devontae said, I got this. I thought he was amazing. And Max, uh, we're going to play about five minutes of Mad Max. Uh, I think in the second hour of the show, Bobby cleared that up because Max was also excellent there. So there's just... You know, I I get really worked up when I see this crap on TV. Greg Jennings today. Greg Jennings today on Fox Sports 1 saying Denver to the Super Bowl. What? What? Denver to the Super Bowl? Because Russell Wilson looked like he lost 10 pounds of fat? That's the hot take? Denver, the team that Vic Fangio and Nathaniel Hackett just got fired from because they can't beat the Raiders. They're going to the Super Bowl? Raiders have won six out of seven against Denver. What what am I missing? Kansas City. I got to balk on Kansas City until we prove we can guard Kelsey with faster, smarter, and more explosive players. That's what they're trying to do. And the Chargers. That's another popular pick for popular people. Everybody wants to get on this garbage train and talk Chargers in May, June, and July, man. No one wins the offseason in May, June, and July like the Chargers. Everybody loves the Chargers. And then by week three, one of their two receivers are hurt. Derwin James is out for four weeks, and the Chargers are three and three trying to figure out what to do. Thank God in the Raider Nation, the Chargers blew that lead to Jacksonville 27 to nothing. One of the greatest collapses in NFL playoff history of all time. And there's still bandwagon media members for the Chargers. Who's on the Raiders bandwagon? Who? Who's on the Raiders bandwagon? You, you think you're going to offend me by telling me I'm leading the Raider bandwagon? I could care less. Who else is on the Raider bandwagon? Who else sees something that I don't see? Something positive. If you see that, let us know. It's not go time yet. It's not September, October. I'm at the torch. I'm standing up. I'm going crazy. It's just a day that I wanted to accomplish some goals today. I'm not talking about that Oakland A's crap garbage. We're not the Oakland A's flagship station. Go somewhere else to find that garbage. Go somewhere else to find that garbage. We're the Raider flagship with heavy, heavy, heavy Golden Knights as the Golden Knights are one game away from the Stanley Cup final. All right, let me get to them very quickly. Look, I, I don't, whenever my teams and the Golden Knights are my team, I live in Vegas, I love the Golden Knights. Whenever my teams lose a game in the playoffs, I get very apprehensive and nervous because I'm a Yankee fan. We, we're the greatest franchise of all time, no debate. 
27 rings, stop it, greatest franchise, North American sports history. And in 2004, we were up three games to nothing on Boston with Mariano Rivera, Derek Jeter, a dynasty team, and the Yankees lost four in a row. So whenever I see a team with a fat, comfortable lead and they lose a game or two, I start to get nervous. Now, Vegas is a young hockey town, very young hockey town. Not a lot of sophisticated hockey fans other than people who moved to Vegas from somewhere else. There's nothing wrong with that. And then a growing fan base that's getting really into hockey, which is cool. Be careful, Vegas. Everything that could have happened to Dallas. Dallas had no reason to show up in that game. They had no reason. They had their bags packed. They didn't want to go to Vegas. They were done. One, two, three, Cancun. And they beat the Vegas Golden Knights. You got to be kidding me. And Pavelski scored, and their best other player scored two goals. Okay, they are now awake. Now Dallas is coming back to Vegas, and sometimes at home in the fortress, you don't know what you're going to get. You don't know if you're going to get down to nothing. I don't know what you're going to get here. But Vegas has got to win this next game because Florida's at home resting. And Florida's at home resting. I'll give the schedule next hour, and we need VGK to put this game away at home because if they don't, There's no way they're going to win game six in Dallas, and it's going to be game seven. So am I a little bit nervous on a scale of one to ten? I'm at about a three because I remember the five-minute major against San Jose. I remember they didn't make the playoffs last year, but they're playing well and strong, and they should win this series comfortably. But all the analytics and every gambler and everything in my gut, everything in my gut said yesterday, Dallas wasn't going to show up. They were embarrassed. They were throwing popcorn on the ice. They were done. I didn't even think they'd get like 80% of their fans to show up. And they showed up and they were loud. And now the sleeping bear is kind of rolling around on its back ready to stand up. And Vegas has got to put them down. So get me a Knights fan in here. A couple of Raider fans, 702-365-9200. 702, that's where we are in Vegas, 702-365-9200 on those two big topics as we open up the show. Okay, because I've been coming in here the last week or two and looking at Bobby. I'm like, hey, Bobby, check those phones because we're not doing favorite Memorial Day food. We're not going to do crap topics here. We're going to keep it really simple and do some sports talk in Vegas, which is a dying breed out here. We got the Golden Knights on the way to the cup and we got the Raiders with the announcement yesterday that Jimmy G's out and Devontae is in a really good spot. Those are three topics that should just be diving at you to get in here and, and get rolling here. DeAndre Hopkins was released. Uh, not a shock there. I think the really good topic on this is, you know, he got a suspension for PEDs. He's been hurt a little bit. This is why there are no guaranteed contracts in the NFL for DeAndre Hopkins. This is my opinion. You don't give a guy like this four or five-year deal and guarantee the money because if he gets hurt and he plays half those games, you're on the hook for all of this, and the Cardinals just released him. Cardinals are in an interesting spot because they got Kyler Murray, And Caleb Williams is coming out as the number one player next year. And Arizona looks to be not tanking, but they're not going to have Kyler Murray for the first third of the season. So a lot of people think Arizona could be the front runner to get the first pick in the draft, considering how bad their roster looks and what they're going to try to do here. Be a good year to get Arizona on the schedule if you had them here. Last year, Arizona had an unbelievable comeback, a 20-point comeback, and really derailed the Raiders' season was the Arizona Cardinals. DeAndre Hopkins wasn't in that game. I recall saying that, you know, when the schedule came out, I was excited 
that the Raiders got Arizona early because I knew DeAndre Hopkins wasn't going to play in that game. And then DeAndre Hopkins was really, really, really ready to come back. And Arizona said goodbye to him. Some of the teams that are interested, obviously Dallas is interested in everything. Uh, He'd be a good fit. And Kansas City, which is the real thing that I wanted to get into the monologue here. If DeAndre Hopkins ends up in Kansas City, okay, on a a lesser deal to play with Patrick Mahomes, who's going to get him the football as Kelsey's getting a little bit older, that, that wouldn't be good. Uh, we we want to make sure that the Raiders are getting players that Kansas City can't get. Kansas City has an advantage now because if you're a player and you don't have a legacy of winning a championship, you'll take less money and you'll go to Kansas City to try to get a chip. That's starting to happen now, and we don't want to see that happen. Uh, they take a $22.6 million dead cap hit. Wow. That is a big, big, big number there. So a couple of the things that we're talking about here. One more topic that I want to get into because it hits home. Uh, I guess my wife was telling my sons this week, this is the week we're getting rid of DirecTV. I said, whoa, 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 whoa wait a second. Wait a second. I, I'm the dad here. I, I'm, I'm writing these checks. What do you mean we're getting rid of DirecTV? She said, well, you want YouTube? You want to get the Sunday ticket? I go, I, I'm at the M. I'm at the M. I'm at the Raider game. I don't, I don't care. Now we're finding out that the NFL Sunday ticket package will continue to be available to restaurants, bars, hotels, and other businesses that have DirecTV for business. DirecTV reached a multi-year agreement with EverPass Media uh, yesterday to provide the package of out-of-state Sunday afternoon games on CBS and Fox to its business clients. The agreement does not apply to DirecTV's residential customers, which I am one of them. And, you know, so if you own a bar, this is good news here. You don't have to revamp everything, your YouTube and all that. But if you're a resident like we are, most of us who are listening, uh, that's going to be an option here. The NFL, I don't think they're getting greedy. They're just, they're a big business. The NFL is taking in all, all the TV money that they can get, man. Oh, the Amazon money. The Amazon money is massive. Uh, They're getting all this money from gambling, FanDuel, DraftKings. They got YouTube, Google. Man, Mark Davis, good time to be an owner of an NFL team. You wonder why Tom Brady wants to get into this business? These television companies are writing checks for the billions, and every franchise continues to go up, up, and up, including the silver and black. All right, let's start off with Dustin in Vegas. He answers the call. Dustin, lead us off. What's happening today? Go ahead. Hey, how you doing? Good. Yeah, I was uh, a little... Did we lose you here? You know, I was a Red Wings fan for years, but you know, I'm in Vegas like you and I. My friend, your phone's break. Your phone's breaking up. Do you got a good phone line? You're broken up twice. You okay? Get really upset. All right, Bobby, put him on hold. I'm not getting his phone line here. It it keeps breaking up. Let's uh, let's have him call back again. 702-365-9200. Justin is in Summerlin, not too far from my dirt. How are you, Justin? Start us off. Great, JT. Hey, thanks so much for the opportunity to just say, go Knights, go. It's been such a blessing since the Knights got here. I have this beautiful little wife who never watched a sporting event in her life. But when the Knights got here, she fell in love with the Knights. Now she will not miss a minute. She knows every tidbit of information coming on. So I wanted to say uh, she has her rituals, what shirts she wears, where she has to sit Mm -hmm. on the couch to watch it. It's just fantastic. 
you do a great job bringing attention to the Knights. All, all the Raiders fan, I'm a huge Raiders fan too, but we got excellence in front of us. We talk endlessly about the Raiders and go Raiders, but we got excellence right in front of us. So everybody, mm-hmm. please appreciate it. And uh, just uh, if I can say one thing about the A's coming here, JT, I'm with you. I hate the A's coming here for this reason. Everybody, uh, so they want $400, $400 million in public money, and mm-hmm. they're whining about that. Last time I checked, they're about to go bankrupt. They're a horrible franchise. When If, they're, if you're drowning in the ocean and the Las Vegas yacht comes by and we're going to save you from drowning, and you say, can you give me $400 million before you pull me out of the water? This is ridiculous. When the Raiders mm-hmm. came here and the Golden Knights came here, I can understand having public money to fund it because there was risk for those guys. There's no longer risk. It's a pot of gold that the A's want to make. And so there's no risk. Why would we be enticing them to come here with public money when there's no risk to them? Furthermore, guess why they want to be on the the Tropicana site? So they can leapfrog and undercut the Raiders with all the stadium money and the Gold Knights. They want to get in there and take all that stadium business from the Raiders and the Knights. And we're going to pay them to do that, to screw over the Raiders and the Knights? No thanks, A's. Go somewhere else, for what it's worth. Yeah, let, let me clear this up again on the A's when it comes down to this. I was in Oakland behind the scenes hearing from the people involved at the highest level on how the A's screwed over the Raiders. I work for the Raiders. I'm pro Raiders. I, I don't hate the A's. I'm a Yankee fan. Anybody who listened to me for 10 minutes know I'm a Yankee fan, and I love business here. I live across the street from the Las Vegas ballpark. It's the jewel of baseball. I got triple-A baseball here. Would I like pro baseball here? I don't have a problem with the A's. I have a problem with two people, John Fisher, the owner, and Dave Cavill, or whatever his job is as president. He's a carnival barker, and they're trying to take and copy what Mark Davis did, along with Mark Bedane and other people behind the scenes and people who worked their ass off to get the Raiders to Vegas with an impressive package, and now the entertainment capital of the world has one of football's most storied franchises, and we have the jewel in the desert. That took a lot of work by Governor Sandoval, uh, Sheldon Adelson, who helped, Bank of America, all the people that helped get the Raiders here, the hotel tax and all of that. The Raiders got some breaks along the way. They're the NFL. So I, I would love baseball to be here. If the A's owner, the current owner, sold the team, and someone bought it here locally, like the Fatitas, who I think highly of, or other billionaires wanted to do it, I'd have no problem with that. I'd be like, okay, I'm, I'm here for baseball. I'm a diehard baseball fan. But the way that the A's did the Raiders dirty is way too above the heads of most of the people here. And that isn't a slight at the journalist and the radio host and the other people. They just weren't aware of what was happening in Oakland. They weren't there. They, they don't know who Libby Shaft is. They don't know the JPA, the Coliseum, all the issues that were going on up there. If everybody did, then everyone would have a different opinion on this. But I love, I love the economy and the business here. Baseball, the NBA, the more the merrier. I just don't like this group of people. And I have some friends who work for the A's who I love. I, I mean love as human beings, but I don't like the owner. And he's trying to carpet bag and he's trying to copy the plan that Mark Davis and his lieutenants brought here. And they did an unbelievable job. They're trying to feast off something that was thought of before them as they signed the 10-year lease behind Mark Davis's back. That's fact, not fiction. I know the story, and I'm not going to talk about it much because I told this to my bosses and everybody else. We are not giving the Oakland Athletics any time on this show on the Raider flagship. 
They might want a carpet bag and steal the Raider ideas, but they're not going to have their own radio station on, on this dial right here. Maybe they will down the road. Maybe they will down the road. I don't know. But as of now, there's no free propaganda for Dave Cavill and his owner, who's an absentee owner and has run that franchise into the ground. That's a hell of a monologue brought to you by PT's, the best happy hour in town. Uh, head on out for the Golden Knights Saturday. Half price drinks. Unbelievable. Five to seven. Games coming on. Pre-game at PT's. 64 plus locations here in the Valley. And I keep thanking them because last weekend, right at this time, I was heading out to the Laughlin Entertainment Center to see Journey and stayed out there overnight at the Aquarius and had a great time out in Laughlin. All right, when we come back, more of you, less of me. How's that sound? 702-365-9200 on what the Golden Knights need to do, what they must do, what they have to do to kind of get everybody going and get ready. What a Saturday night we have in Vegas. We have what should be a clinching game. You get the aces in their ring ceremony here, and then you go into a Golden Knights game. That sounds really good, but VGK's got to win it. Also, I'll get to the Celtics and what's at stake for Boston. I think they're coming back. It would take the perfect storm for a team to come back in the NBA. Down three games to none. This could be it. In our lifetime, we might see it. Boston's the better team. They have better players, a much better record, and Miami is faltering and getting injured as we speak. Could be one of the biggest sports stories of our lifetime. Be the first team out of 151 to come back and do it. We'll get into that next on the flagship of the Silver and Black. We just got to play better, um, start the games off better on the starters, um, make it more difficult for them. They're in a rhythm since the beginning of the game, but we're always going to stay positive, knowing that we can and we will win this series, and we'll just have to close it out at home. It's Jimmy Butler of the Heat. I think the Heat are in trouble. I said that after the Boston won game four to get back into this thing, and it it feels like the perfect storm. If Miami's going to win the series, they got to win at home. As I say, game six, technically it's game seven. If Miami wins game six, it's over. If Miami loses game six, they're not going to win game seven. I don't think they could get on the plane and go to Boston and win that game. I don't. So you got to treat this next game. And Bobby says uh, the game starts same time as the Golden Knights. So depending on what you're doing, uh, more people in this town in Vegas want to watch and more people watch basketball a lot more than hockey. So those two sporting events will be going up against each other. JT, back with you. As Step McKenzie said, we're brought to you by Resorts World. Resorts World is fantastic. Scott Sabella, president of the property, longtime friend. He's got a different vision in town with sports. It's a big one. And Doghouse Saloon is the hub of that with the sports book right there. Entertainment, concert, unbelievable restaurants, the pools. Zook Nightclub, everything that's happening, Red Tail, where we do some events there. And you can always find me at 8 Cigar Lounge. Uh, head on out to Resorts World. They have a lot going on along Memorial Day weekend. 702-365-9200. Dustin is back. Uh, Dustin, thanks for waiting. Go ahead. You're up. Yeah, I was uh, talking to you. I'm a huge Knights fan, mm-hmm. and I really hate it when my hometown team loses. I get extremely nervous. But I used to be a Red Wings fan and just kind of putting it to the point of what we need to do is when the Red Wings faced the Avalanche and they took out Chris Draper, the very next game, as soon as that puck dropped on the ice, it was a brawl. We got a man up. 
you're going to put your stick in our man Stone's face and put him on the ground, we're going to put you in the ground. We don't need Reeves. We just got to be men and stand up. I played the game myself, and there was never a time where I stood up where it was a man, and I don't care how big he was. I wanted to take him down. I'm taking him down. You just got to step so up. So wait a second. Up. You're calling for – I don't want to see – McNabb got two penalties last night, and we lost the game. He gave up two goals on his penalties because he went to the box. I, I don't want to see Vegas instituting a fight early in this game and, and getting someone in the box and going down. If, the, if Vegas is up 4-1, which they could be at home, then drop the gloves and beat the hell out of these guys. Embarrass them in front of Vegas and do that if you're up 4-1 with four minutes left to go. But I don't know if you want to do that early. I don't want to give Dallas any reason to think they can get back in this series. True. No no stupid penalties, but physicality. Supreme. Let, let the referees decide what is excessive. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it. It opens up a line for you, uh, 702-365-9200. You just don't want to let a team back in that's left for dead. And we're going through the cycle in sports that when teams are about to get swept, they mail it in. And I'm giving you two examples in the last 24 to 48 hours of the opposite. The Dallas Stars didn't mail it in, and I thought they were toast because they were just checked out in game three. So I didn't think they'd have much to come back for. I was wrong. And Boston, I got that right. Boston was down 3 nothing, and they found a little bit of life to win that game in Miami. Now they're completely back, even though they trail in the series 3-2. to two. So when you can find a team in this new modern era of sports that isn't going to roll over, when it looks like the season's going to end. Look at the Lakers. And the Lakers were down 0-2, then 3-0. They weren't going to come back and win. And they, they put up a fight in that last game. I really do. I think they put up a fight. But they're supposed to do that. They're led by LeBron James and Anthony Davis. Those are two of the greats. They're supposed to play at a very high level. But, man, the NBA is a flip-the-switch league now. The NBA is so bad as we speak today that no, why would any NBA player ever play hard in the regular season again? This year, the Warriors were terrible. They were uncompetitive on the road. Uh, they went to the conference semis, and the Lakers didn't care about everything. They, they were terrible all year, blew up the roster, and they got to the conference finals. And Miami was an eight seed. Miami wasn't a three or four. They were an eight seed, barely got into the play-in tournament, and now they have a good chance of playing in the finals. How are these NBA players going to play hard in October and November before Christmas? Adam Silver now gave him a league with as a play-in tournament, so in case you want to mail it in, there's a safety net. You can come back and play hard, you know, down the stretch and try to get in that way. Uh, that's tough in sports, man. It's tough in sports where you give players an out, where they don't have to entertain and compete in front of the home fans. In the last 24 hours, we've seen the Celtics fight hard and win and get back, and we saw the Dallas Stars jump in and do some great things. Bobby, let's pick it up with the Marcheseau goal that gave them a 2-1 to lead. So Vegas in a game that was 1-1, waiting for that next big goal. Marceau is having an outstanding postseason. This was a sweet tip-in. In behind the goal, Eichel again. McNabb put it in front, and they do score! Marceau! Jonathan Marceau in the blue ice. McNabb was down at the side of the goal line, put it across the blue ice. Jonathan Marceau gives Vegas a 2-1 to lead. That was a big deal because that was a game that could get out of control if Dallas went up by two goals or three goals. And Marceau is playing unbelievable. Let's get to this Aiden Hill glove save, which was important. Even the broadcasters were saying that he was playing great. I'm going to get to this more next hour. But Hill in the net gave Vegas a really good chance to win with the sweep. Out high, Hayes get it to the left. 
Harley down through the circle. He's going it again. To the right, a shot. Oh, and a stop by Hill with the glove. Robertson at the right dot. The lefty tried to go top right corner. Hill flashes his mitt for the big save. Dan Duber on all these calls here on Golden Knights Radio. I don't know how you could ask anybody to do more. Backup goalie standing on his head, making all the big saves that were incredible. But Robertson, the best player on Dallas, he had two goals in this game. And this is the one guy you don't want to see get hot. And a shot hits the post. Rebound goes right side. Hockenpah, his shot saved. Bouncing around to the left wing side. In the middle of drive, wide. Rebound, they score. It is Robertson. He ties it. Second of the day, 2-2 game, 2.39 to go in the second. So they got one of their best players going, and then their most famous player, Pavelski. Let's go to this power play goal. McNabb's in the box for a high stick. you got to be kidding me. What are you doing in front of your own net, going to the box in overtime for a high stick? That should never happen. It does, and Dallas made Vegas pay. And across the line, a tie-up, a diving, centering pass out in front. Sliding save, and it goes behind. Hill sprawls out, now in the middle. Extra pass, a shot, they score! Pavelski, Stars win in overtime! A Vegas Golden Knights radio on the call. So that's where we stand here, which I think is a really important moment in this franchise's history. You know, Vegas in six seasons has already been to a cup. They have an opportunity to go to two Stanley Cup finals in six years. They just got to put Dallas down. I'm confident, I am confident that they'll be able to do that. I, I'm confident that they're going to be able to do that but they're going to have to prove that here really quickly in this next home game. If you're going to the game on Saturday night, if you have tickets, I've, I've been looking at the secondary market because my sons are looking to pick up a pair, and wow, man, the price, all of a sudden the tickets were reasonable. Now the tickets are going through the roof because obviously Dallas fans could come. Now they could pay a premium on it, and a lot of fans here would love to see the conference final clinch at home. You know, I'm all for the economy here. I would have rather have seen the sweep. I would have rather have seen the sweep to see what could happen going forward with a little bit of extra rest. All right, I want to move to uh, what we started the show with, with Devontae Adams. Uh, headline story still trending at ESPN. Devontae Adams earned his right to vent on the Raiders. And Paul Gutierrez wrote a great story on this because initially he said that the team and Devontae, Devontae said didn't see eye to eye on the direction of the franchise. So he had that opinion. And then he came back and cleaned it up. And Josh McDaniel said, you know, an opinion's a good thing, a voice. He's earned it over the course of his career. I thought that was an important moment for Josh McDaniels, Bobby, if we can grab that bite in a second here. And I'll, I'll read it to you before we get it. He said, I respect the hell out of anything Tay would say or suggest anything like that. During the course of the process of trying to improve our team, which I know where Devontae comes from, he's a competitor. He wants to win, and that's really his sole focus, and that's what he does every day. So he's here pushing himself. So the coach probably knew that was coming at the press conference. Devontae knew this was probably coming at the press conference, and both the coach and Devontae were on the same page yesterday, which I thought quelled the media really quietly considering pouring gasoline on a topic that really isn't a big topic, but it is to the national media as they're looking for some low-hanging fruit. The national media wanted yesterday for Devontae Adams in the first five minutes to say something that everyone in Raider Nation would have said, whoa, did he just say that? And he didn't do it. And a lot of people outside the Raiderverse thought that was going to happen. And I think Devontae made a shrewd move because not only do I believe what he said, but I think Devontae knew that he didn't want to be the issue going into OTAs. 
So the Raiders had great attendance. Josh McDaniels talked about that. Uh, He's excited about the fact that everybody's showing up. Other than Jimmy Garoppolo's foot, when the procedure went down, we'll get a chance to see the depth of... I just got the uh, new updated roster uh, last night and a new one today. It's long. It's deep. There's a lot of players here that I don't want to say don't have a shot to make the team. The practice squad is going to be a goal for some of these guys. The practice squad is going to be the goal for a couple of guys here. And the Raiders and Jimmy Garoppolo, three years, $72.75 million free agent contract, $45 million guaranteed in the offseason. So let's get to the Devontae Adams cut that we wanted to have ready here uh, on Devontae and going forward and what happened yesterday at the team facility. Well, I mean, it's no, it's not really setting the record straight. I mean, I think a lot of things get taken out of context when you don't have uh, an interview to look at or people don't know the full story. So at the end of the day, I mean, you know, there's going to be opinions and there's going to be, um, you know, you're not always going to see things the exact same way. But, the, you know, when, you, when you've when you earned a, a right to have an opinion or you, um, you know, you see things a certain way or even, you know, going into the, the operation this offseason, obviously, you know, I made poke fun at having Aaron here a lot, and why would I not talk about having, you know, best quarterback to play the game and a guy who I have a lot of history with. So that's who I had on my mind initially. So, you know, that was never a slight at Jimmy. I didn't even know we were, you know, pursuing Jimmy. So it had nothing to do with any of that. And then obviously I put something on social media saying, um, you know, don't hit me up. Don't stop hitting me up if I haven't talked to you recently. Don't don't hit me up about this 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 stuff. And that was – I already said what that was about. That was clearing up the whole – um, you know, me just getting bombarded with messages like, oh, what's going on? How you feel about this and this, this and that? So, I mean, that could have been anybody. Um, but at the end of the day, um, like I said um, a couple times now, I'm, I'm excited to, to get to, to work with, you know, the new guys. And Jimmy's a great guy. Love him to death. Um, I didn't know him very well before he got here. But getting to, getting to work together a little bit, be around each other, um, getting to know him, you know, he's a, he's a great guy and definitely excited to get to work with him and, and everybody else that's in here. Um, you know, as far as the the front office, I mean, I, I haven't had a relationship in, you know, in the past. This is 10 years for me in this game, and I haven't had a relationship like what I have with those guys. So everything's get taken out of context. I wouldn't be here. I mean, I told you guys right after the Derek thing, you know, I was here to stay and I wasn't going anywhere. So you can you can take you can grab something and run with it if you want just you know to to get clicks and that's what that's what people often do with me and and things that i say whether i misspeak or if i speak up um but at the end of the day i'm i'm a raider and i'm excited to to be here i love i love my my head coach and i love the the general manager here and everybody i mean from the from the top to the bottom so um I have no reason to lie. I mean, one thing I don't do is BS, so I'm not going to make anything up when it comes to that. I'd rather keep my mouth closed if, if I have negative things to say, but when I say that these are some, some good men in this in this place that I, I really value the relationship that I have with them, I mean that. So, you know, that's, that's about all that needs to be said for that. Now, that was a long soundbite, normally longer than what we like to play, but that's talking about the right way to play sound. You don't take things out of context. You play the whole thing. You're not going to see that on SportsCenter. You're not going to see it on the debate shows. They're going to just take eight seconds of it or 10 seconds. We wanted to play that whole thing if you didn't hear it in context because he said he loves, not likes, loves the head coach, loves the general manager, and, quote, loves Jimmy G to death, to death, from a guy who loved Derek Carr and loved Aaron Rodgers. So Devontae likes a lot of people. I think he's pretty easy to get along with. 
and I thought he won the press conference yesterday. Good day, I think, for the Raiders to take control of their own narrative from the coach to the star player and now kind of get ready for the season and training camp. And we'll wait on Jimmy G. We'll wait to see what happens. 702-365-9200. Warren Moon on the passing of Jim Brown next hour and more on the Vegas Golden Knights and what's at stake as we continue heading into Memorial Day weekend. Coming right back here on the flagship. Kick out Jason Tatum. This has to be a zone, man. Tatum made on the shot clock. He knifes his way into the zone, and the 12-footer is good. There's the first made field goal for the Celtics in the fourth quarter with 7.45 to go. Boston leads by 20. Celtics radio, this is going to be fun to see if the Celtics can come back. I know Laker fans aren't going to be rooting for the Celtics. Check this out. The Celtics are now the 15th team in NBA history to force a game six after trailing 3-0. Now, remember, the teams that have trailed 3-0 have never come back. 151 teams. 151 teams have won. Not one team ever in NBA history has come back. And on top of this, the Celtics now with the third team ever to win both game four and five by 10 points or more after down 3 nothing in the series. Man, this is really shaping up to be exciting basketball. want to remind you that you can congratulate the rad grad in your life with craveable chicken fingers. What a better way to start the next chapter than with a Raisin Cane's gift card available at RaisinCane'sGear.com or at your local Canes. Make your uh, graduate feel happy. Raising Canes gift cards, one love. Again, my son just graduated college two weeks ago, having a little downtime for a week or two before he goes to work. Excited about that. No problem with that. They got, got a couple of weeks or two. This was not going to be a gap year. No travel to Florence and all that. Time to get to work. Excited about that. Uh, the weekend is going to be really good. We'll get into next hour. What's going to happen here with the Vegas Golden Knights schedule, that, which they printed out today in the paper, which I don't know if they jinxed it, man. They're putting in the paper what the schedule could look like for the Stanley Cup. Mm. I don't know if I needed to read that. Well, one of the topics I'll get to next hour. And Warren Moon on the passing of Jim Brown. You know, Jim had a big impact on my life, and so was Warren Moon. So Warren Moon wanted to check in on Jim Brown and talk about the impact that he had on his great Hall of Fame career. Bobby's got the Celtics and the Knights tomorrow night. Let's keep it rolling here. Good second hour coming up. 